I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What are we dealing with? What kind of sauce is this? So it's it's barbecue, right? Uh But it's sweet and spicy, though. Those are two good combinations right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not right now. Was that your was that your go to growing up? Sweet yeah, and spicy man. sour sauce, uh, always barbecue sauce. Sweet, sweet and spicy, man. Barbecue sauce. Oh, look always. at this dude. Look at this dude. Hold on. Would you just put that on? Hold on. I, I, hey. Hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I heard yeah. you. Heard you. He goes back for more. Welcome back to New Heights, baby. Presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. And New Heights is brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. For a limited time, order any burger and get six boneless wings for $1. Nice promo. What a deal. Well done. We are your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey. This is my big brother, Jason Kelsey, as you can see by his hat. We are Cincinnati Bear Cats. All right now. Yeah, baby. Uh, new episodes come to you every single Wednesday or whenever we can get to them. Subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and follow the show on all social media platforms at New Heights Show with one S. Jason, tell the 92 percenters what they got coming up. We got an incredible show, as always. This ah. week, we got a special one coming to you. We got two episodes, but... They're one episode. They're going to be our draft preview episode. This one's part one. Part two is going to be coming out next Monday. So make sure you're ready for that. The draft is coming up, Trav. And we got to do this thing. Um, It's almost here. That's right. But today, we're going to talk about uh, getting out the house with Travis and his uh, first pitch. Uh, Or come out pitcher. I don't know if you want to call it that. Whatever you want to call it. We're also going to touch on draft week. As uh, veteran players, we're going to talk to uh, an influential Cincinnati Bearcat alum and NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, Sauce Gardner, and see what it's like to uh, be a top uh, 10 pick in the draft. All right, now. As always, we got to get to first things first, which is new news. New news. Hey, we're still top five in sports podcasts on Apple and Spotify. So thank you, 92%ers, for listening every week and uh, continuing uh, to make this uh, podcast um, go. Yeah, I don't know. We enjoy it, but you guys are the ones that make it go, if you know what I mean. I do. Do we think it's helped that we become somewhat of a basketball show? Obviously, (laughs) NBA playoffs are going on, and our debate of whether an NFL player can play in the NBA and vice versa has taken the world by storm, thanks to Mr. Paul George chiming in. And uh, Paul agreed with me. I don't know if you saw the video. He definitely thinks that he could play receiver or tight end in the NFL. And he definitely thinks that there is not an NFL player that could play in the NBA. Not a single one, huh? I, that's what the video said to me. That's how I read yeah. it. Yeah. That was unfortunate. It's unfortunate to hear out of Paul. Do you think Paul could play in the NFL? Yeah, probably. I haven't <laughs> seen him run. <laughs> I haven't seen him sprint yet. You know what I mean? I feel For like sure. that's the, one of the biggest things as a as a wide receiver. You have to yep. become more hey. of a sprinter. Who would have thought? Just like running, you know important what I mean? trait for a receiver. Yeah, just being being tall and being able to jump is one thing, but being able to actually run because yeah. everything I feel like in route running is based off of the deep threat. 
you got to be able to have that in the bag. But he could just go in on the two yard line and do a fade and Yeah. Well but maybe. that's a that's a big roster spot to tie up for just that. But I mean if it's a guaranteed touchdown, I'm doing that all day. I would also love to, you know, see how guys uh mentality change when you put pads on. Because it's one thing to Are do one on one routes. Are you coming to Paul right now? Are you coming it's to It's one Paul? thing to do one on one routes with no pads on, but it's another thing to do routes with pads on. Do you like think if it's a guy, easier it's, with it's, or without just pads? More, it's easier without pads. Right. Like it's the same I, thing. There's, there's nothing to grab. There's it's nothing a, to. It's the same thing. No, like you can try and put your hands on me, but it's yeah. like there's not a lot to. The surface area just isn't yeah. the same. Especially if you take a shirt off, hard to get a hold of you. Slippery. I absolutely hate trying to block people without shoulder pads on. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, so it's a lot harder. Um, so, yeah. And on top of that, it's a whole lot harder to run with pads on. It's a whole lot harder to go up and try and catch a ball with a helmet and shoulder pads on. I want to say a whole lot harder, but it is a difference uh, if you're not used to it. I'm also uh, just throwing uh, just random facts out there that I think uh, might come to into the equation that Paul might have not have thought about. Let's revisit. So. Let's revisit your stance because I don't know where I thought you were just on the of the opinion that there are NFL guys that could that could be roles in the NBA. One thousand percent. I do still you, stand by that. Do you think it's NFL I look at players guys in the NBA? I look at guys in the NBA. I'm not going to start naming names, but I'm like that guy isn't blowing my mind with athleticism. But do he's you not, think there's not just you're telling me that? There's gosh, see, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Well, if he sucks, he sucks. I mean, who cares? If you throw a guy that sucks <laughs> that, that's the, the thing. He doesn't suck. It's just you look at him and it's like, yeah, that guy works his ass off. Sure. He's smart yep. and he doesn't fuck it up. Yeah. I mean, those are all good traits. <laughs> I see no problem with a guy like that playing. Exactly. You're telling me that Matthew Deladova, there's not a hunter Matthew Deladovas in the dare NFL. You how Are you dare kidding you? me? How the, dare That's exactly you? why I didn't want to do it because Delhi got us a ship, baby. I know. Delhi got listen, us one. Listen. I love Delhi. You know what I'm saying? But it, you can't tell me everyone's watching Delhi and being like, yeah. Yeah. No, everybody's looking at Delhi like, I mean, I might be. A, he looks like the guy off the street. I don't think you're it's giving Delhi. I don't think you're giving Delhi enough credit. Uh, I think Delhi's good. He had, you know what he had? He heart. had fucking heart. He does have he heart. He had heart, and he played smart. Do you That's... think Delhi could play in the NFL? He's got good agility. That guy plays some maybe. good defense now. He's a good defender. You, yeah, I was about to say, if maybe you play safety, good defense and basketball, maybe safety. You, you got good feet and good, and you can move. You think yeah, he plays he's safety? Be... You don't think he's playing offense? Uh, he a little slot receiver, maybe. I mean, don't forget either. How tall is he? Slot receivers, you got to have more wiggle. I don't. I just Delhi's more that? of a. No. No. Not, why are we going in on Delhi right now? It's for, I didn't you're, this, Delhi. this makes me feel bad. Delhi. I should have never even said his fucking name. Delhi, Matthew, I love you, Matthew. Thank you for bringing the championship to Cleveland. Yeah, I, I just so back to your stance. Do you think it's easier for NFL players to go and play in the NBA, or are you just saying that it can be done? Which I'm one? Which one do you think's done. easier? NFL to NBA or NBA to NFL? Which which like professional sports organization has more guys that could transfer to the other organization and play. That's see, that is such there's so much that goes into it, man. I don't know. I think you're out of your I mind. I don't know. I think you're out of your mind. No. There are so many NBA players that I think if they would have been playing football for even just two or three years, they could play in the NFL. Name one. 
Shaquille O'Neal. He's retired <laughs> when he when he was playing. You don't think Shaq could play in the NFL? You legitimately don't think Shaq could play in the NFL? Did <laughs> just pick the biggest, baddest dude the league's ever You asked me to name one. I'm going to pick the most obvious answer. He could play right. receiver, tight end, defensive end. Like, nobody's blocking that motherfucker. He's taking that big meat paw out there, long-arm stab. Who's blocking that? I'm going to walk true. you right into the this quarterback. This is right. This is right. I can't even argue that. Freaking, you just put Manute Bowl out there. He's blocking at least three kicks a season just by standing there and going like this. <laughs> Bogus. Bogus. What do we, you don't think Russell Westbrook? No, he could, he could probably do it. He's got that dog mentality. He plays a physical game. I can what see about him AI? Well, we know AI can play football. I know. That would, he's LBJ, a dog. I just don't think it's even close. Like, even if there was uh, by far, like. I would he, say the transition is probably easier for basketball to NBA. I will yeah. say that. Wait, no, basketball to the NFL. Yeah. But I, I just, I still think there's guys athletic enough in the NFL that if they would have just chose that route, they would have found their way in, onto a team. So you, so you do think it's easier NBA to NFL. You just don't believe as strongly as I do that no NFL player could play in the NBA. That is correct. All right. I was just trying to clear that up. All right, uh, glad that we got that cleared up. The NFL actually tweeted out a picture of Travis Kelsey playing basketball, and we're going to show it right now. What you will see is a big body that can play well both inside and out. I just play wherever I get the ball. I mean, I, I can't do it out without four of the guys on the floor. I mean, I get the ball, and I try and create for our team. Trav, it's uh, been a long time since I've seen your face look that good. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love puberty, baby. Have that acne going crazy. Man, that Where's the proactive memories. when you need it? <laughs> you did get a reply from somebody in Cleveland Heights who uh, apparently knows the Big Yeti from his actual shirts and skin days on the court. He right, uh, tweeted out, at T. Kelsey used to go crazy at the Denison Park uh, growing up in Cleveland Heights. If you know, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, we were at Denison know, Park baby. all the time. Did you go right from yeah. playing lacrosse at Denison Park to playing uh, basketball? Or? <laughs> exactly. No, were you, I, I used were to you go just going to, to me to watch me play, but secretly you just go play basketball. Exactly See, what I, I would knew. do. That was the only I reason was, you'd be at Denison Park. Well, I, I'm, I, mom and dad weren't going to leave me at the house, so I had to come up there. I wasn't going to watch you guys steamroll some little kids. I was about to go because that's all work the way on my the, game. Denison was all the way on the other part of town. That was on yeah, the other that side. too. I never, I never got to, I, my bike wasn't going that far. No, that, that was, a, that was, that was, a, that was like a 30, sure. 40 minute bike ride. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, I was more of a, I was more of a Cumberland park, Kane park. Yeah. Every now and then you go down to Euclid Creek, shout out to all the Cleveland parks. Hey. Out there, man. I was, I was a baller as a kid, man. I was trying to get to every single park and Cleveland and, Heights uh, parks and recreation. Shout out. Not right now. Well, moving on to maybe the biggest news of the week. Mom's in the Hall of Fame. What? She beat she made it she the beat us. She How beat she Tom beat Brady. Us the she beat us the Canton, buddy. She, it's in there. The uh the jersey and the shoes. Uh what a glorious what a just a glorious jersey. I hate what it represents, but mom, I'm so happy for you. Happy that you're in the uh <laughs> you hate what it represents. I hate what it represents or the memories that it elicits, but I'm, I'm really happy for you, Mom. You made it, Mom. Before Uncle Don, before Grandpa, definitely before Dad. Uh, <laughs> you're in it. Way to go, Mom. Shout out to Mom. And and holding it down for all the moms in the world. She's the only mom in Canton right now. Do you hopefully, think- she's, hopefully she's just trailblazed more mothers to 
to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So mom's shoes made it in the NFL Hall of Fame. Do you think your shoes make it in the Hall of Fame? I've had my shoes in the Hall of Fame. I've had my cleats in the Hall of Fame before, yeah. I forget which first... game it was. Oh, it was a record-setting catch or something? I think it might have been one of the last are you games saying, that Are you telling me right now, are you saying this right now that you beat mom into the Hall of Fame? Is that I why you're bringing up the story? The, I've, I've been in That's the why you're showcase room of the Hall of Fame before, Jason. All right, so we both, so, she just beat me. Good job, mom. If you suck, you suck, Jason. Hey, I, I could have been in the Hall of Fame. I told him no. <laughs> I'm going to keep playing. No, they wanted they wanted my jacket from uh, the uh, Mummers Parade uh, that I wore for the speech. You told them no? Yeah, they can't fucking have that. That's mine. <laughs> Why would I give that to a bunch of people you, you can't? Mean, you can't yeah, no, get, you don't you get that. get another one made? No. I mean, well, they could have done that, but they're not having the real thing. That's sitting in a trash bag in my basement. Trash bag? <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't even have it on display. <laughs> ah, that's great. It's man. about the principal things. I love it. I let enough people borrow things in third grade to know that you never let somebody borrow something you're not willing to give up. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> All righty. Last bit of new news. Trav, you've actually been involved with the draft in Kansas City. That's right. Returning as a Lowe's home team member this year, as I was last year, I partnered with Lowe's hey. to uh, to help deliver some some tools, some safety gear, and some supplies to the pros that uh, that need to build the NFL draft stage. And uh, obviously, just um, wanted to recognize some uh, some of those pro builders who are working hard behind the scenes at Union Station uh, down in downtown Kansas City, creating the stage that is going to uh, be where a lot of people reach their dreams. It's a magical moment, and uh, I can't thank them enough for doing that and putting in all the hard work. For more details, check out Lowe's.com slash pro. Yeah, like Travis just said, check out Lowe's.com slash pro. And for all you pros that are hard at work making the NFL draft happen and building that stage, I need a sauna. So whenever you guys are done, if you wouldn't mind building me a sauna in my backyard, that'd be great. Please. I'll pay you. You know what you could do? You can go on the Lowe's app to quickly put together quotes that will instantly uh, get delivered to you. And then you could do it yourself, Jason. Lowe's has everything you need to do it Listen, yourself. I, unless somebody's going to teach me from Lowe's, I cannot build a sauna by myself. I have no idea how to build a sauna. Trip. Instructions, Jason. You're great at reading instructions. On Lego sets. <laughs> Let's get back to the show. That does not mean I can build a sauna, Travis. We're talking about fire. This guy's gonna blow himself up. Just a recipe for disaster. Let's move on to some uh, some fan art of the week. And um, shout out to <laughs> shout out to Jehovah's Litness, which is a great username. Jehovah's Litness. Jehovah's Litness. Good thing somebody can read. Great name uh, on our Reddit page who shared her art from the Super Bowl parade. Oh yeah, baby. Check this thing out, man. Yeah, New Heights goons. The goons. That's actually a pretty good pick. Why don't I have the gold C on mine? Are you a we only gold do, captain? Uh, we only do gold. Uh, our captains. You like, don't do jerseys during the playoffs. So that might be. She might have just had a good picture of me not in the playoffs. She liked that picture better than the playoff pictures. So, so your non-playoff jerseys don't have C's, and your playoff jerseys do have C's. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because we switch, we switch captains every week depending on who we're playing. I know. That was one of my favorite things Andy did. I, I, honestly, I'm not a huge fan of uh, like captains. Year long. Yeah, I just don't. To me, like the best teams, you don't have like captains. I feel like the whole team takes ownership. 
And yeah. I've always felt like it's weird to have a C on your shirt, but it looks cool. So Yeah, especially when they're gold. Yeah. And you get the gold one after you fill up all the stars underneath the uh, the C, for those of you that years? don't know. I thought it was four, but it could be five. Well, there's four stars, right? Oh, nice. There's four stars. So, so yeah, I think the your fifth year. year, the C is gold. Yeah, so. and, all, and all the stars. And the stars. Yeah. Yep. All right now. Well, either way, uh, great piece of artwork, Jehovah's Witness. Have when's the last time have you, as a Jehovah's Witness, ever come up to your door recently? When's the last time a Jehovah's Witness came up to your door? I don't. I don't really answer my door. That's is that because Jehovah's Witnesses are in your neighborhood? No. Like people trying to save me really just gets me bothered. <laughs> I don't even know how to react to this. <laughs> Why does it bother you, Jason? I I just thought it was a funny thing to say. (laughs) Um, Shout out out to Melby, Melb2190 for uh, sharing this classroom art from a Philly uh, kindergarten teacher. Hey, not bad. students know just how much she loves this show. Made some fun art. Man, I wish my hips were that tiny. Yeah, yeah, that's a great V. I'd be even more slithery. You look really, that's that's that V technique right there. That When when they talk about the hourglass figure, you got a down pad on that thing. Are you doing a bicep curl? Are you doing the, I need to hear it louder. Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I feel like you're asking for the crowd to pump it up. That's what I, I think it's just, a, I think it's good. Dude, those You're, boots. You got the, you got the rock eyebrow going right now. Man, um, I'm not gonna, this is much better than anything I drew or put together when I was in kindergarten. Was, uh, this yeah. is kindergarten. Are you sure this is kindergarten? What, what, what age, man? That's what they're saying. Wyatt and Elliot are far behind. Let me tell you, they are nowhere close to this. <laughs> I mean, well, they're not I'm even just happy we got the Crayola. Crayola they're, still uh, they're still a couple years behind, so they got some time to catch up. This is pretty much all Elliot's got down. She does it on the couch, on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> She's just, it's a good nice. thing they make washable uh, crayons now or markers. Oh, man. Saving I remember, us. I remember uh, getting put on timeout on the stairs as a kid and having a crayon or a pen and just. Is that. We do the same thing with Wyatt. Is that something everybody wallpaper. does? Time out on the stairs? I don't know. It was a, it was a Kelsey, it was a Kelsey household discipline uh, tactic. We do it too, Kylie. I think they did it in the McDevitt house too because Kylie went right to it. That was one of her first go tos. Not right now. The stairs. There's nothing worse than just sitting on a stair, and there's just, no there's not too much fun you can have on the steps unless you got a marker and then you can draw all over the uh, wallpaper. Not right now. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, showing us that artwork. And uh, making me feel worse about my children. Just joking. We'll catch up. All right. Before we get to the rest of the episode, just a little reminder that this draft special episode is brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. Not right now. Home of the All-American Burger. For a limited time at B-Dubs, you can order any of their five amazing double stacks, smashed and seared burgers. Mm. And just for a buck, you get six boneless wings added chicken nuggets jason uh what's your wing sauce of choice do you like them spicy or what i like them spicy i like them sweet i like them savory i like all of them i'm not i don't i I can honestly say i don't really think there's a sauce that i haven't liked Mm. i'll try all of them but my go-to's 
honey barbecue, Parmesan garlic. Every once in a while, uh, if I'm feeling a little bit, a little saucy, I'll get uh, some Asian zing. Mm. And if I'm feeling a little dry, maybe go with a little lemon pepper. Wings aside, sauces aside, don't sleep on the B-Dubs burgers. Or this deal. Nice. Guys, it's officially here. It's off season. And that's why I'm about to talk to you about AG1 by Athletic Greens. I take it every single day. What? Every day? That's right. You guys probably didn't expect Snorlax to be a big greens guy, did you? (laughs) Little do you know, Travis, that's all Snorlax eats. He's an herbivore. Travis, this is way more than basic greens. It's like nine products in one. Just one serving of Athletic Greens covers all my nutritional basis and long-term gut health. With over 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source, high-quality ingredients just for you. Well, if you're listening to this show and are also trying to get back into playing shape like us two, you're in luck because Athletic Greens is giving you guys an incredible deal with five free travel packs and one year supply of vitamin D. Like Travis just said, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. This is their best offer yet, and you can only get it at athleticgreens.com slash newheights. That's athleticgreens.com slash newheights. All righty, before we move on, if you're trying to get out of the house, our friends at SeatGeek are here to help you find the best deals on tickets. With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek mm. is the number one rated ticketing app. And there are more Don't than 70,000. I said there are more than 70,000. That's right. 70,000 hey. events every single day on SeatGeek. That's mind-blowing. That? Uh, including concerts, sports, festivals, and much more, man. Well, this summer alone, we got NBA playoffs starting, baby. Yeah, we do. I'm headed to the Roots Picnic. Travis, you were just at Coachella. Yes, I was. Probably got your tickets to that on SeatGeek. Not right now. Should people try and get some tickets? Of course they should get some tickets, man. They should uh, They should go see them Cleveland Cavaliers play up in Cleveland, baby. Let's mm. go Cavs and make a good playoff push. SeatGeek is great because they, uh, they put all the tickets across the web in one place to make sure that uh, you're getting the best deal. And each ticket is rated on a scale of 1 to 10. So look for the green dots. Those green dots, those mean good. The red dots, not so good. Hey, that makes sense. And you know we came through for you guys. Use code KELSEY20 for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code KELSEY20. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. Let's get back to the show. Not right now. Let's fan move on tickets. to fan tickets, baby. Yeah, baby. So a few episodes ago, uh, we told you guys that we had a few uh, tickets to the live show still left out there, and we wanted to give them away, and we needed you guys to submit and let us know who was the top 1% of the 92%. Blown away by all the submissions, of course, the tweets, the comments, even some of the artwork, we finally got a pair of tickets to hand out. Not right now. First... To someone that might be the biggest New Heights fan on the internet. She's always commented on everything we post. She's everything. following us everywhere we go since day everywhere. one. And she got a lot of other fans saying we absolutely had to give her a congratulations. The first fan we're giving tickets to is at that zero witch Ozo E. <laughs> okay, now. We'll put it up on the screen. But, uh, yeah, we got to give it a shot. Look at this. Oh, got a lot of Travis Kelsey stuff. Not so much Jason Kelsey. A couple things. Yep, there's a Pat Mahomes. All right, 
I officially hate this pick. (laughs) You. As if we didn't already have enough Kansas City people come to a Kansas City live show. Way to go. We're adding another one to the bunch, baby. Shout out to Zoe. Wait, Zoe, wait appreciate go. all the support. Um, I see you rocking the 87s, the the uh, the Kels Jam, NBA Jam style t-shirts from Homage. Always appreciate it. And, uh, I see you with the Kelsey Crunch. I hope uh, those are the closest thing to we, these kids. Make sure you get your Kelsey Crunch. I'm not going to lie. I think I think the witch Zoe, uh, that witch Zoe would look a lot. I mean, her, the way her eyes look, I think she would look pretty good in like a teal-ish like midnight green, dare I say? Mm. I think it'd look really good. So, Zoe, if you wouldn't mind just wearing red for the show, that'd be appreciated. Um, but if you yeah. want to throw some uh, some teal or some, some you want to be just there, like everyone else it. there. <laughs> Come on, birds! Hey, birds! We gotta we gotta find some uh, some Philly people coming to the show. Hopefully, we got some coming. Oh, I got in a for couple. I got a couple. Nice. All right. Perfect. All right. We got to get to our next segment. It's out the house. Get out the house, That's Jason. Right. You We're have bringing to get back out the house. my favorite segment. We've been over this. <laughs> I love getting out the house because we've been getting out of the house, as this segment suggests. And uh, as of the last recorded episode, Trav, you got out of the house. You did the first pitch at the Cleveland Guardians home opener. If you want to call it that. Debatable. Did his best impersonation of uh, Jose Mesa. And he nailed it. <laughs> uh, that was uh, those of you that don't know Cleveland baseball. Jose Mesa um, arguably lost the World Series for us. It's a team game. It's yeah. a team game. Well, I could have won it. It's a until it's a crucial on moment guy. and one person can ruin it for everyone. <laughs> hey man, we wouldn't have been there without him though. For sure. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, I was never special on the mound. I was never comfortable on the mound when I played baseball. I was a right fielder. Um, I was a outfielder. Time out. Uh, you out. you pitched a little bit your last year of baseball when you were doing that summer league, didn't you? No. I could have sworn they threw you up there because you were throwing. What were you throwing that summer when you did summer, uh, the wooden bat league, when you got kicked out of UC? I might have. You were throwing in the 90s. I might have I hit I 90, 92. Oh, I, um, okay. I, I, threw fat, I threw harder in high school, I think, because I was just, I was throwing more and I was doing, yeah. I don't know, more baseball activities. Yeah. So the arm was a little more lively. So I could wing it, but that's why I played right fields because I could. Yeah. I had a big arm and I could. Yeah, a lot of I was better air. with a crow hop than I was uh, yeah. out of a. Uh, it's not that bad if wood. the ball bounces from right field. Catcher has time to. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> this is a good point. This is a good point. I can throw it in the vicinity. I got to admit, the, the catcher did not give a great effort. Oh, no. Listen, I was so happy that yeah, you Shane, went right up Shane to Bieber him. got yeah. out of that way. I yeah. felt like I put his life in danger. Listen, you gave it everything you had on the pitch. Like, you tried to throw it as hard as you could. He did not receive it. I also gripped it as hard as I could, and that's where you yeah. go wrong. You got to well, hold the baseball like that an egg. Come on. You know that, Travis. Yeah, well, it's been a while. It's yeah. been a while. And um, honestly, mom kind of threw me under the bus. Mom. What did mom say? You were, Mom was supposed to throw it. Mom was supposed to throw it. Mom was supposed to throw it. If I would have knew that I was throwing it the entire time, I would have been doing. I would have been on the mound all week. Travis, you my, did warm up. Don't start. Right. Don't act like you didn't do warm ups. You sent me videos. I did a warm up with a net that was ten feet in front of me. All right, not ninety okay. feet in front right. of me. Well, so I, I. That's probably why I went straight to the crowd. Travis George Bush went up on that thing, and delivered a perfect strike, in the name of America after September 11th. 
It was. I'm pretty was sure he had not been up on the mound in uh, a few years. Yeah, well, he owns the Rangers, so maybe he has. Does he own the Rangers? I don't know. I thought he did. I know he's affiliated with them. I thought that was just because he's from Texas. Used to own the Rangers. Knew How about it. That? You're, Knew on it. it. You're on it. You're on it, I know. I know. Well, he's a baseball guy. I was. Uh, I was always more comfortable in the box. That's uh, the batter's box is where I made my hay. All right. I All could. Right. Uh, I could hit a pitch. I can't throw a pitch. You did redeem yourself. I haven't redeemed myself yet. Well, you I did, want I, to redeem myself. No, you redeemed yourself when you put out that video with Aaron Judge, uh, where you were hitting dingers. Yeah, but that's I got to get back on the mound. I got to get on the mound. I don't think anybody's letting you back on the mound, Trev. I think <laughs> we got somebody. Please give me a chance. Yeah. Give me a chance. I think you're taking out of first pitches. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna ask Pat Mahomes. He's a, he's the owner of the Royals, and see if I can get the Royals to give time me a out. Chance. Pat is an owner of the Royals. Oh yeah. How much percent? I don't know, minority owner probably, but he's definitely in the game. Yeah, I mean, he could probably get you a first pitch. I That's can't do saying. it anymore. Dude, I can't, I'm surprised you were even able to do it. Like Your shoulders yeah. are No, annihilated. my arm almost fell off. My arm almost <laughs> fell off. I've had, I've had three surgeries on this freaking thing. This thing doesn't even, it doesn't even go all the way back to be able to... I'm no like wonder you were gripping thing, it like, so hard. Like rookie, like rookie you're trying to make year, sure it doesn't it? fall off. <laughs> Man, all, all those dads in uh, Little League Baseball that I used to make fun of for saying that their yeah. arm hurt or their their shoulder hurt from, like, just throwing a BP. Yeah. I feel you now, guys. I feel every single one of those pitches. You know what they should do? They should do a ceremonial first hit. First hit? Let me go out there, throw me some BP, see it's if I can hit one over the wall. You don't get to make up things now. It's the ceremonial first pitch. Let's get the You're Royals right. on it. Pat, come on, let this man redeem himself. Let the Kelsey name live on with pride. Please let me redeem myself. Did you talk to dad? Did you talk to the man that taught you how to throw a ball? No, he was, I did, couldn't even look him in the eyes. Because like <laughs> the amount of just like pure, just. <laughs> that was his sport too. Yeah. That was his like, that was, that was dad's dream. Like you went from, baseball. you went from like winning the Super Bowl, which is like every dad's like proudest moment of a son to just ruining the first thing that he ever taught you in life, which is Kid how to can't throw even football. play catch. Kid he can't even play catch. Doesn't remember a damn thing I taught him. <laughs> I will say this: I've been on, I've been on, uh, I've been number one on uh, top ten before, and they gave me a, they sent Sports Center sent me a few T-shirts. Nice, and that, I love that's one of the That's coolest dope. things I've ever. Do they send out not top ten T-shirts? They, that's what I'm saying. They should have a not top ten T-shirt. ESPN, what are you doing? Oh, Why that is that been, not a thing? That would have been electric too. I would, arguably, I would wear that more than uh, than I would the uh, the top ten. What would it be if it wasn't a t shirt? So t shirt is like you get it if you're if you're top ten. What should be the equivalent of a not top ten? Like a like a like a dog a bronze turd? toilet bowl. Poop dollar? <laughs> a poop dollar frame. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. A, a bronze poop dollar. <laughs> Jason, you are also out the house. Yeah. You uh last week you went out to LA and you were uh you were doing the NFL broadcast boot camp. Why don't I was. you uh, explain to the people what that is and uh I think how actually, good you were. Were you any good? No. I think they're trying to rebrand it the NFL like media workshop or something like that. It used to be at broadcast boot camp for years. But um yeah, it was a lot of fun. I uh, I got my try my hand at a 
pretty much everything in media got to try and call games live. Your guy's game against the Chargers last year was the radio game we were doing. I got the, Whoa, I nice. literally said, and the big Yeti takes it in to win the game. I literally yeah. did that on air. That's electric. I got to get that. It was a uh, clip. I'll get, I'll get the clip for you. They sent it to us. I don't know if they have the video behind it though, if it's just the audio, because that one was radio, but either way, um, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I got a lot, whole new respect for like color analysts. I mean, oh, geez, yeah. dude. To be able to give that, like Greg Olson, you're good. He killed it, man. He Dude. killed it. Romo, oh my gosh. To be able to come up with stuff that quick on the spot as it's all flying around, it's a that's hard to do. It, it's a talent. It is a talent. So, yeah, you do everything. You do a little bit of TV, a little bit of radio for live games. Then you do a podcast segment. And then you do a, a studio, like a, like a studio show panel. So... It's fun. Very cool. Yeah. What was the uh, what was the hardest part? You think just uh, the in game stuff for being sure, able to, or the prep? Being yeah, I able mean, to know people's names and knowing people's names is hard. Luckily, there weren't too many situations that I had to say like a overly complex name. I think they mm-hmm. did it that way on purpose. Yeah, the hardest part for sure was the game stuff because that was the most foreign thing. Like mm-hmm. podcasting. I mean, we do it all the time. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> uh, the um, the studio thing you know the topics ahead of time, right? There's a rundown. So you can kind of get ready for what you're about to talk about, even though there's a little bit of free flow and creativity that happens when you're doing it, you're, you go in really prepared. Yeah. Uh, the game, and this is harder probably than a regular game because you don't get like the flow of it. You just get shoved in pretty much at a point in the game and you kind of yeah. got to go off the cuff about it. That was the thing that was most unlike anything I've ever done before. So uh, that was that was easily the hardest thing. And the fact that it's just like you don't have a plan. You have to just go with what's happening right in front of you. And uh, it was hard for sure. Did you have any cool uh, catchphrases like uh, boom shakalaka? I didn't have any catchphrases, but they were like, man, you do a lot of like, whoa. And like, hey, like you're very animated. <laughs> they said it, it sounds good. You're, you're border and doing it too much. And depending... <laughs> And it's direct what was depending on back, depending on who you do it with, uh, the play-by-play guy's going to want to kill you. So uh, I'd, I'd take it back a little bit. Because I don't know if you know this, but like the way it works is the play-by-play guy, is go, his job is from the break of the huddle pretty much to the end of the play to say what's happening. And then once he stops talking, it's the color analyst's job to start yeah. going. And then you need to be done pretty much by the time that huddle's breaking again. You yeah. get a little bit more leeway with TV. Uh, but I was a little bit too quick sometimes. And uh, that was uh, one of the biggest feedbacks. You got to stay in your lane, Jason. You got to stay in your lane. But they did say, like, even though you should cut back on the oohs and ahs and whatnot, they did say one of the most important things is to just enjoy the game. Because if you're having fun, the listeners are having fun. So There you go. You got to get a catchphrase, man. What should be my catchphrase? Help me come up with a catchphrase. I will. I I am going to take a catchphrase from my man, Dougie P. If If I'm ever in that role, Mm-hmm. I'm bringing the shushush. The shushush? The shushush. Nice. He gave him the nice shushush at the top of the route, <laughs> breaks out. Shushush is what you hear when you run. I wonder route. if we created the shushush in KC because I, I think you did. Because it was not in when Doug and Andy were, were with Marty Morningwig in Philly before they went to KC. I had never I never heard him say shushush. And then nice. when Doug came back after he was in KC, he was saying shushush. Yeah. So I think that's a KC thing. 
I want to say I might have created the shushush. You created the shushush? I think I might have. I think I think we created it as an offense, and so, I was like to those, the main to guy those doing around, the shushush. To those around that don't know what a shushush is, because you probably shouldn't, or I don't know why you would know what a shushush is. When Doug Peterson used to go over the route, right? He's like saying, okay, you're going to press it to five, and then you're going to shushush. And it's usually on the diagram, it's like a straight line, and then like a little, like a little, and then you break one way, right? Mm-hmm. The shushush means, hey, this is where you get open. Right? Go five. Do whatever you got to do to be open when you break out on that angle. Is that an accurate assessment? That's the, you're spot on, and you right? can also you can shush a blocker or you can shush a defender in the in the run game as well. Like act like you're blocking them, shush, yeah, and go around them. It's a little deception, um, like exactly. It can be, it can be, it can be whatever you want it to be. Okay, I hear you. Shush, I, hear I, you I thought it was symbols. great. I also like it because I feel like if you're doing it right, your ears should hear. And then, <laughs> if you don't feel the shushush, yeah. You're not if you don't hear the shushush, shush, you didn't shushush. Huge actual football news. Huge. We signed him. Jalen Hurts Holy. is officially locked up. Big the deal. System. The, the highest system is signed. The highest paid player in the NFL is officially Jalen Hurts. He signed a five-year, $255 million God contract with damn. 179 guarantee. God damn. Damn. God, gosh damn. Sorry for all of you uh, religious folks out there. Sorry. I don't mean to take the Lord's name in vain, but that's a lot of money. Man, that must be nice. I talked to him right after he signed it. $55 million, Dude. man. Hey. It's nine Damn. digits. Oh, You're in nine digit territory post tax. <laughs> I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's give it up for Jalen Hurts, everybody, huh? How about it? That's pretty damn good, man. Yeah, Congrats man. to the Eagles. Go Birds, man, until uh, until you play the Chiefs. Let's uh, let's get to some 12, uh, 12 bold topics to kick off the NFL draft week. Uh, we are officially about one week out from the 2023 NFL draft. And um, yep. at this point in the process, as, uh, as veterans – are we involved at all in the draft? Like, have you given your two cents to anybody? No. Nope. I haven't I mean, either. Because I will say they have asked me. I know me, nothing. They've asked me uh, for a couple years. Like, um, we're obviously looking for guard centers uh, before. And um, in particular, last year, I looked at Cam Jurgens and a couple other centers. We ended up drafting You Cam. drafted Cam Jurgens. I will say this is where I stop by saying, like, 
are we, was I involved? Like, yeah, I looked at Cam. I had nothing to do with like Jeff Stoutland. And sounds like, sounds like you had a little something to do with it. I mean, I just agreed with what Jeff, listen, all of my influence comes from Howard Mudd and Jeff Stoutland at the NFL. Right. So I think I look at offensive linemen in a very similar fashion as the way Jeff does. But there are a number of guys who are like we like Linderbaum over in Baltimore as well. But we really, I mean, Cam Jurgens in particular, the way he moves out in space, all those things are things that we liked. But for the most part, I'm not ever involved with anything, much less have any idea with what we're about to do. So yeah, I, I honestly, I have absolutely nothing to do with it. I um. The only people that I actually watch film on are just the tight ends. I like watching, seeing what tight ends are coming into the league and what kind of athletes we got uh, representing sure. tight end you, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just find out the picks when I see them come across the ticker or uh, just follow the uh, the old NFL app and uh, and watch these uh, these guys get picked. I have absolutely nothing to do with the draft in Kansas City. I got full trust that Brett Veach and Andy Reid have it all covered. Yeah. Do you watch the draft? I guess let's. That's the next question: Is how do you find out the picks? You said yeah, you follow on like, your phone. But I feel like you- last year. Last year, I definitely watched because uh, obviously a lot of Cincinnati guys. Yep. Um, our guy. Uh, did you yeah, watch we all had a three days, of, or did you watch? Um, mostly just day one, day two. Yeah. Um, I'll have it on the TV in the background for day two and day three for the most part. But I'll sit mm-hmm. down and kind of watch the uh, the draft. I, yeah. I, I enjoy the experience, man. I enjoy seeing people, you know, accomplish their dreams and take take their, you know, take their life to the next level. Yep. Um, take their game to the next level. It's just um it's a cool thing to appreciate. And it always puts me back into the moment that I got drafted and, and being around the family and uh seeing mom and dad kind of come to tears or get emotional because uh I actually got a job in the world. Um it was just, uh, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. Yeah. So I, it always makes me kind of go back to that. And uh, anytime I can reminisce the good times, baby, I'm all in. I agree, man. There's few things better than watching the draft. Uh, it's hard to watch day three because it's so long and there's so many picks. So I usually either put it on the background, like you said, or just follow on my phone to either certain players or uh, Cincinnati guys or who the Eagles are picking. Yeah, uh, but days one and two, especially day one, like seeing the guy get picked, his whole family's there. I think that adds a whole element to it. And I'm just curious who the Eagles draft. I sometimes don't watch the whole thing. I at least watch till the Eagles pick. Uh, and of course, I watch on NFL Network with my man Rich Eisen. All right, now, Rich. Hey yo. Do you ever uh, reach out to draftees or or anybody that you guys are bringing into the I building? I have a couple times. Kind of just wait until you see him in the building. Uh, so. Usually guys that we drafted, I wait till we see them in the building. There's a couple of guys I've reached out to, uh, but it's not typical. Most of the time I'm just waiting because they're going to be in the building the next day. Week or two. Yeah. yeah. Like they're- I um, I always – I try and reach out to the guys that uh, that are on offense at least. You know what I yeah. mean? Kind of just to set the tempo or set the, set the gauge or the relationship to – let sure. them know, you know what I mean? We're here for you to make this thing as easy on you as possible, brother. If you need anything, yeah. just reach out. But um, I try and do that for the Cincinnati guys too, man. Nice. Reach out to everybody. Let them know, you know what I mean? You got a you got a fellow Bearcat. You got a fellow brother in this thing. If you need any advice, any reassurance, man, just give me a shout. Because I know that kind of stuff went – it was – it helped me out so freaking much 
just to have you already in the league. Right. But uh, to see a guy like Connor Barwin or to to see guys that have been where I've been and uh, and you know are where yeah. I want to be in life, uh, you know that always just makes everything just that much more um, that much more fun and that much more appreciative, man. Nice. Do you uh, do you read mock drafts? No. Yeah, me neither. No, I have no. I have no. The they're the arguably that's the silliest thing ever. It's I like have no idea. NCAA bracket. <laughs> it's like even though you don't fucking know what these guys are gonna do. I think it's even worse than dude. I don't think it makes any sense filling out a seven mile mock draft. Like it makes the you teams don't even know what's your happening. Fucking time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There are so many variables after the first round. I think I do pay attention to like who the top guys are for the first round. I don't read a full on mock draft about that. I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, these are kind of this. It'll be interesting to see what this team does. And if they go with the quarterback that everybody's expecting them to go with, or they go someplace different, it'll be interesting to see if we pick who everyone else thinks we're going to pick. But outside of the first round, I don't pay attention to none of that stuff. Um, yeah. And I think it's crazy Silly. that anybody even tries to do a mock draft after the first round. Just don't think yeah. it's doable. The hardest non QB position group to evaluate. Who are you going with? Uh, so we've said this before, but I'll re-say it, I guess. I think the hardest positions to evaluate are the positions that have the most variables in determining whether that player plays well because mm. that's why one of the reasons I think quarterback is so hard to evaluate. So the two positions I think that have the most variables outside of just being a dominant player yourself that determine whether you're good or not are – linebacker and offensive line. Yeah. I was going to say offensive line. I think offensive line is hard too, because most people don't really understand offensive line or what it takes to be great at it. I do think tackles are a little bit easier to assess because like similar to a defensive end, if you can pass block a defensive end all game, you're probably going to be a pretty good tackle. Yeah. If you're long, strong, can run pretty fast, you're probably gonna be a pretty good tackle. Especially interior guys, I think a lot of it comes down to system, scheme, plays being called, uh, how they teach different techniques, whether that matches up with yours. Like, There's a lot of different variables that go into it. And I think if, unless you either played, coached, or scouted the position specifically, I think it's very hard for the average person to do that. But then linebacker, I just think linebacker, like there's so many variables that go into whether you're a good linebacker, whether it's a three, four, four, three, do you fit that system? Yeah. Like what, what are the coaches asking you to do? That front seven has got to be on the same page for you to be a good backer, man. Like, are you playing man coverage and having to fuck and run one-on-one with like a, a tight end all day? Like, I don't yeah. know. I just, I feel like the system can make a linebacker look really good. Who's actually just like an okay player and can also conversely make a, okay player look terrible if you're asking them to do a bunch of really hard things more so than a lot of other positions that's my answer what do you think i'm gonna say uh i'm gonna take it out of the hardest non-qb position i'm just gonna say uh the guys that are in like the d2 d3 or like the the lower divisions it's tough to evaluate those guys but um because it's not you're not going up against 
the biggest guys, right? You know, right. mostly most of the time, all the big guys go to the SEC or one of these Power Five conferences, and it's. Uh, I just feel like it's a, it's always kind of just a, a question in the air if their their game's going to translate to the NFL. Is it going to match up to better competition? And man, it's fun when it does. You know what I mean? You just oh, yeah. you love to see it. You love to appreciate it. And then on top of that, you usually feel like you found a hidden gem, like you right. found a diamond in the rough, yeah. right? And um, those are always a little bit more rewarding, I'm sure, for the scouts and the and the GMs when those guys pan out. Well, and as players, I feel like we always love it when like a guy from any type of adversity background ends up making it, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I just think it's – those stories are the ones that, like – because you know how hard it is to make it. And guys that have to come from D2, D3, it's extra hard. You got to try that much harder <sighs> to stand out. Um, Man. You know, it, so, yeah, I'm with you. Let's think about some uh... – some terminology there's the uh there's the plug and play guys there's the uh there's a system guy there's uh there's the try hard guy he's, he's a workhorse right here man no shit you better be a workhorse and then uh one of one of our favorites this guy's an athlete <laughs> hey yo <laughs> no I, I actually like the athlete i think in the right context using <laughs> using it a certain way i think it makes sense they all better be athletes if they're getting drafted. What do you mean? No, there's some there's some guys that are just – I think there's a lot of guys that are really talented that aren't that athletic, but they're good at football. There was an idea in my head that every player you bring in, you should just have them shoot a basketball or play pickleball, and you can tell right away whether their athleticism will correlate to sport. To me, um, like talent is how – Fast you can run, how you can jump, explosive you are, like all the things mm-hmm. that you're kind of like born with. Oh yeah, you gotta you, you gotta redo that. Talent, that's not talent. That's, that's why athleticism. I, see, I think that we're I think of it differently than everybody else. So this is why athleticism makes sense to me. Okay. To me, athleticism is how good you apply talent to a sport. That's what I think of when I think of athleticism. You, can, I've seen tons of guys that can run and jump. You know, unbelievable, ath- uh, talented guys, but they're not athletic because they're not good at sports. Like, they can run really fast, but they can't catch a ball. You're not athletic. See, I feel like it's the other way around. If you can run, you're an athlete. If you can run and catch, now you're talented. Yeah. Tomato, tomato, I guess. I think <laughs> I did look it up. I think you're. I think you're right by, like, the dictionary I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, I guess. Like to me, if you if somebody tells me somebody's athletic, I think they're good at sports. Which is why I think athleticism is just coordination plus talent. So talent isn't necessarily taught in your book. You just have natural talent. Talent is like what is God given. Like there's a story in the Bible or whatever where you get a certain amount of talents. Like to me, God given ability is talent. Athleticism is the combination of talent coordination and skill skill is like how good you are at specific things for a given sport coordination is how well you put your talent and skill together to be good at sports and athleticism is just you're good at physical activity sports does that make sense no i'm following you i'm following you tomato you just don't think of it that way no all right cool glad we got nothing out of that Speaking of a guy who's talented and athletic, mm-hmm. it's time to welcome our first guest, Trev. I know this guy. That's right. Defensive Rookie of the Year, baby. You know it. It's the sauce segment, baby. Let's get to it. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. All righty, it's time to welcome our guest. Our guest is 6'3", cornerback out of Detroit, Michigan. Detroit! Former member of the University of Cincinnati. Our alma mater, a fellow Bearcat. He was the Rookie Defensive Player of the Year. All right now. He's a first-time Pro Bowler. A first-time first-team All-Pro. Damn. He is the one and only Mr. Sauce Gardner. You. What's up, baby? Thanks for joining. You. Hey, man. It's a blessing (laughs) to be here, man, especially with y'all, too. You know, UC grads. You know, it's just a blessing to be able to be in this league with y'all, you know, putting on for UC. I'm excited to just be on here, man. Always put on, baby. We're honored to have you, obviously. Uh, Man, Bearcat graduate, dominate. You guys had so much success in Cincinnati. With Coach Fick and all. I mean, how many guys were drafted last year? I think it was like nine, eight or nine. About. Oh, man. Yeah. I think it was and that's nine, the most yeah. in school history. Yeah. So you guys you guys were dominating out there in Cincinnati. Yes, you guys set what the bar, up? man. You guys set the bar. I'll tell you what, all those Bearcats, baby, we were loud and proud. Proud, <laughs> all man. The way through. Oh, my gosh. You know Appreciate it, man. That. We heard y'all. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, I got to ask you, you uh, drafted last year. You were in Las Vegas for the draft. What was that like? Man, it was a, it was a great experience. I just remember getting drafted, and as soon as I walked in the hall, the first person I seen was Ice Cube. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So, like, man, it just blew my mind. Like, I'm like, this is really Ice Cube. You know, we took some pictures and everything. It was yeah. great, man. And uh, the, the thing that just messed it all up, I just remember getting drafted. I'm like, all right, I'm about to go. We about to go enjoy ourselves. You know, me and our, yeah. draft, ca- our draft class, me, Breeze, Garrett, we about to go enjoy ourselves. There I spent go. this interview sticking, like, all right, we about to go. We about to pop out somewhere. Yep. Next thing you know, one of the uh, females from the Jets. All right, come on. We're getting on a private private jet. Right we're going now. to Jersey. I'm like, right now. What? Yeah. So that got to mess my whole draft, draft night up, yeah. draft day up. But it was worth it. Had to kiss the red eye. Had to yeah. kiss the red eye in New York, huh? Yeah, th- things you got to do for uh, being fourth overall, you know. Exactly. It, ain't, it ain't too bad. <laughs> what? Uh, I got to ask, did you know you were going to New York? Like, when did you, did you have a good feeling you were going to four? Um. When it got real, real close, I kind of felt yeah. like that was the that was the move. Like, you know, yeah. um, Houston, Houston was a smooth spot. Like, I was just thinking about the no state taxes and all of that. But <laughs> okay, I don't think I really displayed a whole bunch of like zone and cover two on tape. So I yeah. don't think I really like fitted their ideal prototype, you know, of a cornerback. But when I was just sure. thinking about the grand scheme of things with the Jets. Them playing quarters, three, man, everything. I'm like, yeah, all right, that's going to be the spot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this beats me to – I was going to ask this question later, but I'm going to ask because you just brought it up. What Do you, do you have a preferred coverage you like to run? I mean I – like, I know you like man. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I like playing man. <laughs> yeah. You know. Put them hands on. Being able to get my hands on, use my strength. For sure. But, yeah. I mean, uh, my cornerback coach, you know, he teach me – he taught me a lot, you know, man zone, whatever. He actually from Cleveland. That's the crazy. What? Really? He actually who is from he? Cleveland. His name is uh Tony Odin. So he coached okay. 
he coached uh, Slay, Xavier Howard. He always be talking about y'all, man. You know what I mean? He's from Cleveland. It. He always talk about how Cleveland is this and that. And you know, I'm from Detroit. I'll be like, you know, y'all got everything from us over there in Cleveland. So he be going back. <laughs> like, oh, no, no. Don't going. start that, Sauce. Sauce, don't start that. Don't start that. We're all, we're all in the Midwest, baby. You already know. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what, uh, is that how you know uh, Big Play? That's how you got to know Slay? Because uh, I knew you guys knew each other before the draft. Yeah, nah. I actually met Slay in high school. When he was playing okay. in Detroit, he came to my high school and, uh, you know, he worked out. And I remember yeah. I was up there and I was able to, like, get some work in with him. It was a great experience, Pick man. Pick his brain, man. What a great dude, too, man. A guy you could run into yeah. like that in high school. Because he's he's all for uh, kind of bringing, on, bringing along the younger generation and making sure everybody's on board. One of the best leaders I've known. And I'm not, I've never even played with him, man. Yeah. Um, no, I definitely agree. I definitely agree with that, man. Like, you know, you get some you get some guys that's in the NFL and they just all about themselves and everything. Like, he actually a guy that's humble. And, you know, like you said, he liked to bring the young guys with him. And that's kind of how I yeah. am, like. I'm not somebody that try to be all Hollywood. Like I'm willing to, you know, put myself out there when it comes to the youth. Like always willing to just help. That's everything. Yeah. Were there any other teams outside of Houston and New York, or were those the two teams that you were like, man, it's going to happen with one of them? I mean, yeah, it got to the it got to that point. Like the Giants was like, what happened with the Giants? I'm I'm glad you didn't end up there. Look, look, (laughs) I'm glad. Hey, that's good. I went to the Giants. I went to the. This is before I even knew. Like I was going to be like. Picked that three or four. Yeah. I went to the Giants uh, visit, and I think it was Coach Dink. It was a defensive coordinator. Like, he yeah. he got like this. Wink. Wink, wink. Yep. He got like this golfing thing in his um in his office, and he told me if, okay. I, if I like make the make three out of three out of five putts or something like that, or three out of ten, okay. that they was going to pick me at five. So this is before you I do? even knew. This is before How- I – have you golfed before? You, I, you saw, I saw the video that UC <laughs> just posted. I saw the video. You didn't hit I a hit, fucking I putt. You didn't hit one. I definitely hit two. two oh! I, you know, I, definitely, I definitely did. <laughs> Relax. But look, yeah. the thing with UC, I didn't even get to golf there. Like, I never yeah. actually, like, golf golf. Like, I went to the sure. driving range and, like, you know – Got busy yeah, like a top away. golf. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah I'm, you know, I'm a I'm a top golf warrior. You know what I mean? Okay. Like you, okay. would, you would think I'm really him when it comes to like the holes and everything. <laughs> like I mean, dude, if you put the practice in, I mean, the one thing that blew me away when you were because I saw you when you were in uh, in Philly coming through for your top thirty. Yeah, and I remember at the time I was like, God. That that motherfucker played cornerback. Yeah. Like you're how big they you do. are, long. Like I think. Um, like when it comes to golfing, you got the frame for it. Mm-hmm. Long arms, big old swing. You'd be probably kill it if you get uh once you get used to it. Yeah, I agree, man. Yeah. I just gotta put more time in. <laughs> That's it. You already know. You you're too busy. You're too Do busy you- winning defensive rookie of the year, man. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's I gotta ask you that. Do you got any advice? I mean, having so much success in your rookie year, do you got any advice to any of the draft guys coming out? Cause I mean, Travis and I damn sure didn't have that much success our rookie year. <laughs> yeah. Like what what do you credit right away having that much success? And what advice do you give the guys coming out this year? Uh, the main thing I would say is, like, don't come in feeling too cocky and arrogant no matter where you drafted. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that was my main thing. I came mm-hmm. in and I was trying to be a sponge. I was trying to soak up all the information, all the game that 
the coaches, my vets, you know, even yeah. somebody that, that's my age that they was trying to give me. So that's the main thing. Yeah. And that's what like got me so much respect, you know, uh, in our building. Yeah. You know what I mean, that's one of the main things is just be willing to listen, be willing to learn. You know that's the mean? best, man. That's the main you thing. You already know. Take it, taking it to the top from the jump, man. Let's talk a little bit more about last year. You're the only rookie to make all pro. You got to tell me the mind frame that you have coming into the season. Like, are there certain goals that you want to, to accomplish? Are there certain things that you have, like, kind of listed? Like, defensive rookie of the year, was that one of them? Or yeah. what was your mindset coming into the year? Yeah, so it was uh, all pro, pro bowl and defensive rookie of the year. Like I remember, I told three one, on there. I remember I told somebody from the media that, <laughs> and, and I said defensive rookie of the year. That was the first one because I'm a rookie, yeah. of course. Like I'm, that's gonna be the first one. Need that. Like when yeah. I said yeah. all pro and pro bowl, they looked at me like, you know what I mean, like I was crazy. <laughs> but I'm like, man, I just, I just feel like I'm going. I'm not gonna let nobody put more work into me. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. gonna put, a, I'm gonna put as much work in as I can. And when I step on there on that field, no matter who it is, you know, I'm going, I'm going to dominate. Oh, yeah. From the that, jump, we saw it. Right there. From the jump, we saw it, man. You walked out of Lambeau Field last year with a cheese head on, baby. Bro. You already know. That was the, that was one of the most iconic parts. Everybody will remember that about Bro. your rookie year. How did it feel to, uh, and have you since made up with uh, Aaron Rodgers? Because I know he's trying to make his way over there in New York. <laughs> I mean, honestly, man, that was just a great experience, like, I can't even believe I did that still. Like, that's not even nothing I could possibly think of doing. Like, How did you even get the cheese head? Did somebody throw it at you? Brits fans then took the cheese head off a Packers fan <laughs> and gave it to me. Dog. And I watched No them, way. Like, Appreciate you. You know what I mean? We just got, yeah. We just got the dub. But the, that's legendary. talk about Aaron Rodgers, like, my first text message to him was a picture of the cheese head. You know what I mean? I didn't even <laughs> yeah. say no words. I just sent him a picture and clicked send. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just texted me back like, like, why do you have that, LOL? You know what I mean? <laughs> so that, that started everything, man. You know, like, he's a great guy. Like, I would never be like expect to be able to have somebody like that on my team. Like, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it happens. You know, that'll just be great, you know, for me and for the whole organization. Yeah, not to not to hate on anybody that you played with last year, but to have a have a Hall of Fame quarterback like that, I mean, me and Jason mm -hmm. can both attest to having a great quarterback, man. It just it it switches the entire mentality and confidence of the team, man. Right. That's just uh that's just how it goes, man. The QB kinda kinda runs the show like that. But we were uh we were we talk a lot about mentors on the show. Um a guy like uh Tony Gonzalez, Shannon Sharp for me, uh coming into the league were huge, you know, just in uh giving me that that almost that reassurance of confidence that I know what I'm doing and I can do this and I can be one of the best. Um or I can be the best me. Uh, but you got a chance to spend some time with my guy, Darrell Revis, man. Yeah. Having him around the building. Well, what was that like hearing things from him? And what all did you uh, did you really gather from him early on? Man, it was great, man. First thing he just told me, like, I could do anything I put my mind to. You know, man. That's when I, I thought I first got drafted. But, you know, he started spending more time in the, at the facility. You know, we got a chance to, like, break down some film, watch some film. So I got to see his film. He got to see some of mine, like. And he's a great dude, man. I, I'm just blessed to have uh, gotten a chance to just spend time with him. You already know. Smart guy, what man. Is, I, I got to ask you, what do you think is the most important thing to be a, like a dominant I mean, It's the hardest position on, on the field. By far. To what you just said, I don't want to steal your answer if this is your answer, but like the best corners to me 
have that mentality that they're the best. Like, I feel like you have to have that because like to be able to weather a big play happening, like somebody making a, like something happening, that's kind of dude just made a good play, but still in your head, know that you're a dog and like you're the best player on the field. I feel like the best corners I've been around. And those are the guys I like playing with anyways. Yeah. Um, have that. Like, what do you think makes a cornerback great? I mean, what do you think? Everything has to go around confidence. You got to have confidence. Mm-hmm. That's the core trait that you must have to be a dominant corner. Because yeah. I didn't been around some guys who got them, who had a mentality that he get paid too. Of course he's going to make them plays. Then you got the guys yeah. that's like, I don't care how much you get paid. He, I'm yeah. not going to let this happen. You know what I mean? Sure. So I'm more on that yeah. side. You know what I mean? So yep. I got guys like DJ that's, you know, just he not the biggest guy, but he got that mentality that he don't want to give anything. Dog in him. Exactly. For sure. I don't want to give up a five yard catch. I get mad. I get mad at myself no matter what it is. So, you know, just having that mentality as well on top of that, like, it just it just it just help mold you into a dominant cornerback. You do you go into a game legitimately like the goal is zero catches? Yeah. That's how I go in every time. That's, that's, I mean, it don't, it don't happen all the, the time. Dogs, it don't right. happen all the time. Like, more times than not. For sure. It's yeah. probably not going to happen. Like, zero is crazy. The only yeah, time it's I, nuts. The only time I got I, I got uh, allowed zero uh, completions is when we played the Lions. And I, I was so mad because I'm playing my hometown team, and I'm like, I'm about to go crazy. I'm talking about yeah. you got I'm trying to. to get my per- first pick six this game. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Zero yeah. targets. <laughs> they couldn't like let not, you shine. Not even, yeah, exactly. They not even like, we're, not, we're not even letting you make a exactly. play. Exactly. Zero targets. Yeah. I yeah. couldn't even believe that. But that's Zero also a compliment in itself. Exactly. Of course. Doubt. But what a, did respect. you grow up a Lions fan? No. I didn't. Who, who's your team? Uh, I, was a, I was a Steelers fan. Uh, and my brother, my brother was a Packers fan. Did you have a favorite player growing up? Um, let me think. Cal, Don't got to be a, Calvin a DB. Johnson was one of my top receivers, but my For favorite sure. player growing up. Nah, it wasn't even him. He was my favorite player on the Lions. You know him and Matt Stafford. But yeah, Chad Ochocinco was my favorite player. Ochocinco. Okay. Yes. How about that? Funny, funny thing, man. When when we were at Cincinnati, Ocho actually used to come down to our like spring practices, our summer practices, and do one on ones with all of the DBs, oh. all the wideouts. He yes. actually, bro. When I tell you, he was one of the crazy, bro. It was unbelievable. I I, I still remember those days of, of seeing him just absolutely torch college DBs and <laughs> turn them around and do man. whatever he wanted with, to with them. But I'll tell you what, man. For a guy like that to be able to go back to UC. Or to go to like a college and just work out with guys and show his face, um, those are memories and, and things that you 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 know I mean you don't get uh, every single day, man. So shout out to Ocho, sure. but that Matthew Stafford and uh, Megatron, that connection was legendary. Up yeah, in Detroit. it was legendary. Even though they was going zero and sixteen or one and sixteen, it was still it was still, yeah, yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> no, Were you at least, did you root for any uh, Detroit teams? Um, Pistons, Bad like, Boys. It's like. It was hard to, cause you <laughs> you, you want to root for them, but you it in the back of your head like, no. The Tigers are pretty good when you were growing up, right? Yeah, the Tigers were. Yeah, right. yeah, they were all right. I went to more baseball games than I went to football games. Sure, and I sure. never even played baseball. Yeah, right. 
You were, you were just naming you were just naming a whole bunch of wide receivers as your favorite. Or did you want to play wide receiver growing up? I played wide receiver my whole life until my the end of my sophomore year of high school. Okay. Yeah. So you just made the transition. I'll tell you what, man, a six three DB, man, that's a that's a different breed right there. That's a different breed. I've I've always um I've always felt like I had to fill Tony Gonzalez's shoes mm. when I got to the league. Like knowing that Darrell Revis, Revis Island, the Jets, meeting him, being able to talk to him and kind of gather all the information from him. Were you had any pressure uh, living up to what he's already done in that organization in the in the league? Or you just in your mind, you just kind of just want to be your own player and, and do your own thing and and reach your own uh, heights? Yeah, I, I, I don't want to limit. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that right there. <laughs> All right now. I, I'm I'm never the type to limit myself to someone else's success. Like, mm-hmm. same with me. Like, when it's somebody and I'm that dude, don't be like me. Be better than me. So, yeah. you know, I admire him. I admire his game. You know, I was looking forward to meeting him. You know, he he was a great corner and everything, but I want to be better than him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they call it like. Like when people say Sauce Island, they just think about the real Rivers Island. Don't get me wrong, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Like I'm on an island as well, but mm-hmm. like that's why I, I let the fans they created Lost in the Sauce. Like Lost I didn't in even, the Sauce. I didn't yeah, even, I didn't even make that up. Like I, I like that. It in the conversation on Twitter, and I'm like, hold on, we're gonna use this. Too yes. much sauce. Exactly. Too much sauce. Who uh who's on your DB Mount Rushmore? If you could, if you could list four of them, who's on who's on your DB Mount Rushmore? Uh, four of them is crazy. Uh... <laughs> all time, oh, all time. Be, oh, all yeah, time. they can be current. They can be current too if they if you got yeah, somebody. It's your, it's your list. But oh, no, your list. all time, all, all time, time, best corners. If it's all time, I, I ain't gonna name nobody current. It'd be okay. it'd be when I name somebody current because I remember um, what was it? We played the Packers and. Yeah. Um, before I got drafted, somebody told me to list my top five DBs, and yeah. I left out Jair Alexander right after the game. Oh, okay. He had yeah, yeah, came right up to you. He came right up to you like, nah, you know what I mean? Like, oh my, like you. That's crazy. You don't, you I mean, don't realize the motivation holding. you're giving yeah. guys. Exactly. Yeah, but um, top five. I mean, all time five or four, four, four. four. Yeah, so I gotta go with Darrell Revis. Yep. Deion Sanders. Ooh, prime time. So two good ones so far. Hmm. Do I go Charles Woodson, though? You have to. I mean, I mean he's, I he's have, right in be, he I grew up to. right in between Detroit and Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, 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 I gotta go Charles Woodson. Like, All right. I'm thinking Chant Bailey, but but I don't know. Champ, hey, I mean, Champ, he dominated right there. Don't when he was in the league. He definitely did. He definitely did. Yeah. Mm. Trying to think of who else. I'm thinking about people just, that was 2-2 like in the past. You know what I mean? Yeah, like what uh, what was the DB always used to run the 40-yard dash at the uh, skills competition? Either way, those, those four right there. Revis, Prime. Yeah, that's good. Champ. Yeah. Like I'm cool with that. I can sleep at night with that. Darrell Green. Yeah, that's Darrell, Darrell yeah. Green. Did, did he not play for the? He ain't play for the. Jets? I think he played for a couple teams. I know he played for Washington for a stint. I think he played. No, for the Jets all too. Washington. Oh, all uh, Washington. Oh. oh man, no, he definitely used a slide. He definitely used a slide. Well, let's get into uh, 
This is the Buffalo Wild Wings draft episode. What's uh, what's going on with you and Buffalo Wild Wings? We got to know. And we we started a partnership, man. That I'm just truly blessed to you know have started uh, before um, my rookie season. You know, my name's Saw. So, you know, the first thing I hey. did, first thing I did was sold my marketing team that you know I want to I want to be able to be a part of something special as far as uh, yeah as far as Saw. So. And they came at me and uh, asked me about Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't turn that down because all while I was in high school, you know, even before that probably, anytime there was football games on or any sports games, I was going there, you know, with my family. They got all the TVs all around. So, yeah. you know what I mean? I was always there. So it was a true blessing to be able to just have that opportunity to just make something happen with them. Do you ever go to the one at uh, the university? Because Trav on, and I, damn sure, did every 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 week night. Every yeah, <laughs> I definitely I went there a lot, but you know I don't be. I kind of had I had a taste for it, but I didn't want to go to that specific location when I was just back at Cincinnati. Okay, they had my they had my cardboard cutout and everything right in the doorway. I'm like, <laughs> Uh, and, and, and I'm on campus. And I'm on campus. And I'm on UC yeah. campus. Uh, I don't know. If, oh yeah, God, it's gonna be to a. Go. It ain't going to be a very peaceful meal. Well, exactly. I got to say, you guys mailed us boxes. Yeah. Uh, we got the boxes here. I'm going to do an official unveiling. I hold it because I knew we were going to get to this episode. Yeah. Got your card in here. Hey, did, is this legitimately signed by you? If it's my, if, it, if you see my signature, then of course. I can is that? See. He said, is it, but is, see it, it, is, it, is it a computer signature or is this an actual sauce no, card? I, 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 was, I was snapping stuff for real, for real. <laughs> Okay, yeah, all right, all right. Bet. That's what's up. That's what's right. up. That's official, man. Um, I'm going to actually try this right here. What do we got? Uh, time out. You held the first ever autograph signing using Sauce? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of them. How did you do that? I was signing everything in sauce. sauce. Like, it was like a sauce pen. You just, you using your finger or you using an actual pen? Nah, it was a sauce pen. A sauce pen. A sauce pen? Exactly. Man, I never, I, I how never are they removed. not selling these things? Exactly. got to be come on up the market. With- yeah. What's a what are we dealing with? What kind of sauce is this? So it's it's, What's, it's barbecue, right? Uh-huh. But it's sweet and spicy though. Man, those sweet are two good heat. combinations, right? Know what right I mean? Now. Yeah. All right now, was that your was that your go to growing up? Sweet yeah, and spicy man. sour sauce, so- always barbecue sauce. Sweet, sweet and spicy, man. Barbecue sauce. Oh, look always. At look at this dude. Hold on. Would you just put that on? Hold on. I, I, hey. Hey! Yeah! Okay. Okay. I heard you. Heard you. He goes back for more. The sweet kick. The sweet. That's good. I'm mad. I haven't opened this already. You putting that sauce on everything or what? Yeah, man. It's really going on everything. Like for for real, for real. You might be able to get away with it on a salad too. A little what? A chicken salad. Dude, that does actually sound it. pretty good. I can telling see you, it. Telling you, man. Telling you. Throw it on some eggs in the morning. I, you put this on a lot of things. Yeah. This is perfect. That's nice. Now, yeah. did you help, like, uh, come up with this? Yeah, man. Like, was, how does that work? It was the thing. They was just sending me different types and asking, like, you know, my opinion, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to flavors, stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, I put my two cents in there, you know, thinking sweet heat, you know. But barbecue yeah. sauce at the same time, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, they ended up sending, sending it to me. I tried it, and I was like, yep, that's the one right there. Well, I got to say, man, I've never seen another player in the league have a specific sauce for him. 
But if for a guy named Sauce, I mean, it makes complete sense. I'm not gonna lie; right. it's like a great, it's a good fit right there. Exactly. I'm lost in the sauce right now. What um <laughs> is this? Is do you think Sauce? Like I don't want I don't you don't gotta be cocky or anybody humble. I just honest opinion is Sauce the best nickname in the NFL? Yes. I think it is. Like, I don't think <laughs> yes. like the only other ones we got, like we got Cheetah, right? For Tyreek Hill. We got uh King Henry for King Derrick Henry. Henry. Oh, Jet, got, Jet, Jet, Jettus, Jettus, right? Jettas. Yep. The Jettas, yeah. Jettas. The Jettas. We got uh Honey Badger. Mm, That's a good honey one. Badger. Honey Badger is good. Badger. When he was when he was at LSU and they called yeah. him the Honey Badger, now nah, that was that was he he shook up the whole world with that one. We already we already mentioned him, but Big Play Slay got to throw him I'm in the not mix. Lie. Big Play Slay, that's valid too, though. Right, he letting you know what he's trying to do, like the way he actually <laughs> is doing, making big plays. Yes, yes. Um, and then of course we got Big Yeti. For uh, tra- my man Trav here, I don't know if he wants to keep that one though. He's trying got, to get rid of I it. I got that. I got that at UC oh, playing okay. at the park at UC. You already know. Hey, how, is, did, is it, how did like I heard your story and I I had to ask you like, did you yeah. come in playing? Not nah, Trav. Did you come in playing a different position? Oh yeah, I came in oh, yeah. playing QB under Brian Q- Kelly. Yeah. And then when uh, Butch Jones came in, I moved over to tight end and okay. uh, found a whole other love for the game. Man, it was uh, it was crazy. I got to do a whole lot more. Um, I didn't have the stress of trying to throw the ball all over the place and make decisions. It was kind of a little bit more of a, a easy feel. But, yeah, I transitioned into the tight end room uh, halfway through college and um, the best decision I ever made. Yeah, man. Okay. Okay. You already know. Were you only with Fick? At, were you recruited and only played for Yeah, Fick? yeah, yeah, yeah. My, um, my cornerback coach left after a year. Then I got another cornerback coach. Gotcha. And he stayed with me for two years. And our defensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman, he left after yeah yeah went to Notre Dame a couple years Indeed. went to yeah. went to Notre Dame and caught a little you know a little spanking when we played them. <laughs> Need that. Need that. You are little, Need that. You know. Did you? Well, how do you think Fickle's going to do over at uh, Wisconsin? I think he's going to do great. Like he know yeah. how, he know what it takes to win. Like you just gotta gotta just buy into the program. Man. Have you met uh have you met Satterfield yet at UC? Yep, yep, I met him. I just met him when yep. I was at their spring game. No, I, actually at one of their spring practices. I ended up meeting him. He's cool people. Oh yeah. What uh back to, back to Cincinnati a little bit. What was it like making the college football playoffs? Like first time ever for uh I mean what's what's that called? I, I don't even know what the classification was, but a non uh big conference school to make the playoffs. Five, I believe. Non power yeah. five. There you go. And it was great. I mean, uh, that's not something that I thought we would do. Like when I first, you know, committed, committed. to UC. Yeah. Sure, but you know, it ended up ha- it ended up happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of great guys on that team. A lot of great players. And uh, man, that's probably one of the best years I'd have had. Like. My yeah, brother's had like to be a blast, man. Man, that was it was definitely a blast, man. And just being able to play against Bama because we wouldn't have played them if we didn't if we didn't make the playoffs. And the way I think about it, if we didn't make the playoffs, we wouldn't have played Bama. Then I wouldn't have got drafted where I would have got drafted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't going against Alabama's every every week, right? But the guys that, who I was going you. against, I was dominating. So they see I was able to do the same thing versus Alabama. They're like, okay, this he a guy, he a dude for real. This is legit. 
you and well, Cody, you, neither one of you guys gave up a touchdown, right? Is that did did that stand true all the way through the year? No, I, I definitely didn't. Uh, I don't know what Co- I don't know exactly uh, what Kobe. He don't get me wrong. He had a great year. No, you already know. He was uh, he, he was up for the, then he won the he won the come Jim on now Thor- Jim Thorpe. Jim, he yeah, I was about Jim, to say he won the Jim Thorpe Award. Yeah, he brought the Jim Thorpe to Cleveland. Were you guys were you guys going into the season like, nah, I'm gonna get it? Yeah, nah, we like, was, were you we guys was, battling for it? Yeah, we was battling for it. We definitely <laughs> was like, like we was like, uh, I'm gonna get it. Nah, he was like, he gonna get it. You know what I mean? And uh, that's crazy. Yeah, man, that's he crazy, ended up man. getting it. I was just, I was super happy. You know, he ended up getting that, um, and I ended up getting uh, anonymous uh, first team All American. So. You know, it worked out for both. both of them. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, all right. We. It's been. You've already given us more time than you agreed, so we appreciate it. I got one last question. Are you guys coming out with a sauce Aaron Rodgers connection? Maybe a little bit of cheese to mix with the sweet heat. Like, <laughs> I tell you this. Yeah. If Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers becomes a Jet, that's definitely yeah. gonna be in the talks. It's definitely. Gonna be yeah. Be Let's go, A. Let's go, A. Let's make it happen, man. Let's do it. Let's go, Sauce. Let's go, baby. Go get that defensive oh, player of the year next year, man. Oh yeah, I, I definitely need. Nah, I might. I might have to go. I might have to go get MVP. Ooh, MVP. I might have. To. Has there ever? Has there ever been a corner? There's never been a cornerback to win MVP now, right? Nah, it's like I think it's just been D lineman. Why is it so so many quarterbacks? Like when you think MVP, it's like quarterbacks be the first ballot when it comes to the picks. Yeah. Does that upset you? Is are quarterbacks enemy number one or receivers enemy number one? What's what is what's the order of That's like a question? Yeah, I mean, it's quarterbacks first because like, why would you even try me like that? You know what I mean? They don't want handling the ball, so it's always yes. them first. But it's like yeah. the receivers second. But they're close taker. Yeah. Like it's quarterback and it's like receiver, like right there. It's not like a huge yeah. drop off because I don't like receivers anyway. No, I, mean? sure. I don't yeah. like them either. Yeah. So, you know, um, I'll say quarterbacks first. Then, then, no, offensive coordinators first. What? Yeah, You're going you gotta, straight to the coach. I'm going to get in that OC's head. I'm looking at the coach. Like, seriously? I, you dialing that up? I'm down. I'm, not lie. I'm thinking the same thing though. I'm. I, I feel like whenever I go into a game, I'm playing against a defensive coordinator. Exactly. You know what I mean. And then from there, you trickle down to the tendencies of the guys in front of you. But for the most part, I'm looking at the overall grand scheme of things and what mm-hmm. everybody's got to do on every single play for the defense, man. All right. All right. Do you got a coordinator that you that's on your list? Who's oh, number one yeah. coordinator on your list? Mo-Dayton. You want to even say that? Yeah. Let's hear it. Hold <laughs> 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 on. You don't do got I, to if you don't do want I to. Have to yeah. Like I, I have to have played against him? No. Nah. No, nah, just one that like you're like, uh, he's on my list. I can't wait to to show him what Sauce Gardner's about. Hey, who y'all who y'all offensive coordinator try? I'm not gonna lie. So we got a we got a new one. We got a new one. Brian Johnson's our offensive coordinator now. Okay. Our our offensive coordinator from last year is the head coach for the Colts now. Andy Shane Steichen. Reed is oh, the are. only answer. Okay. So, hey, so I'm about to say the I'll best to, to ever him. do it. He's got to be on your list. No, nah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I asked who your offense coordinator is. He number one on the list. All right. <laughs> He's number one red, on the baby. list, man. That's, that's fair. <laughs> All righty. 
that about does it for this episode. Again, thank you so much to Sauce Gardner for coming on you. with us on New Heights. Yes, Cincinnati Bearcats episode, baby. Make sure you're subscribed on our YouTube channel so you can uh, watch all these videos as they get released. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The next draft episode will be coming out to you Monday. Not next Wednesday. It'll be coming out on Monday because we're going to be doing the live show on Wednesday. So make sure you're ready on Monday for the episode next week. First All live right. show, baby. Yes, sir. Dude, we're nervous about that. I'm nervous about that. <laughs> it's it's smooth. It's way smoother when you can edit everything out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah this is easy. Y'all going to do your thing, though, man. Once again, New Heights is presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment and brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. Woo-hoo! Don't forget, yeah, baby. Uh, for a limited time, order any B-Dubs burger and get six boneless wings for just $1. When I tell you I used to order... Time out, time out. There's no such thing as boneless wings. It's only chicken nuggets. It's not a thing. A, there, ain't no, there ain't no thing as a boneless wing. Um, at BW3s or Buffalo Wild Wings, there's definitely boneless wings. No, no, that's chicken nuggets. No, it just, it just don't have to. <laughs> He's a sicko, so don't, don't buy yeah. into it, man. man. He's a sicko. I will say this, though. When I used to go to B-Dubs on campus, I used to get the barbecue bacon burger mm. and about yeah. 18 wings. Mm. That's back when you, I mean, you were blocking motherfuckers. Big man. Was, yeah. Big man. <laughs> Everybody follow the show on all social media platforms at New Heights Show with one S for fun clips throughout the week. Thanks to our production and crew. Thank you to the 92 percenters and Sauce. Thank you so much for putting on for UC, putting on for Detroit, Hell the Midwest. Yeah. Yes, and keep, uh, keep leading the, the young generation, man. And and uh, and keep balling out, dog. Go get that MVP next year, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. yes, sir. Hey, you see what I'm doing, though? I'm I'm like setting a bar for MVP. Yeah. To just like overachieve. And then they just tell me like, no, he's not an MVP. Then I just get the defensive player of the year. Yeah, no, you set the bar high. You know I mean? I, no, I know, I, I get where you're Listen, at, but your dreams hey. ain't bigger than you. You ain't dreaming big enough, baby. Exactly. Listen, I got no problem. I got no problem pushing the Sauce Gardener for MVP campaign. Okay, we'll get this okay, done. New Heights, we're gonna be pushing that. Mm-hmm. All right now. Mm-hmm.